Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, yeah. Daddy McDuke. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji to Dr. Kismoji. Right. And John Cougar Bellencamp. Sheeran. A repeat. Oh, yeah, no. He's going to keep using that one. <laughs> that was a good one. So good. It was. And we are joined by HR. Okay. Look. I almost didn't even show back up today. Yeah. After all, so after the past week, she's still just HR to you? I, I know. And, and by the way, HR, after What are you the trying to say about the, the value of HR, John? Bri- Bridget is Bridget, the one can person you file on this something? Sh- yeah. Bridget is the one person on this show who has been all over the draft and all over the media and is like right. the star currently of the draft. And instead of celebrating that, instead of celebrating the accomplishments of this powerful, powerful woman on our show, right. you just call her HR. Again, diminishing HR. Okay. No, well, that, uh, keep going. Just, thank you. just keep going. Thank you. Yeah. So look, we're going to get to all of that very soon. The draft, the Bridget, right? All of that. But I want yeah. to start with Brinks.tv because I don't know if you know, but Courtney has a very, very... Uh, kind of a firebrand of a podcast, and uh, let me just get the uh, the copy she gave me. So Alex Jones is back, and he's redder than ever in a brand new single stream media show called Conspiracy Now. And you can watch the show to find out. What is still water really does to your body? What lies in the land beyond the north border that they call Canada? And who really won the 2016 election? The, the answer will surprise you. And then she has a, sorry, she has a hash brown for me. It's hash brown, Hashtag. Alex Jones, 2024. Okay. I, I think so, we should single stream all over that copy because that is not true. We okay. do have a show called Conspiracy Truth Finders, and there Alex Jones was a guest. So you can check that episode out on Brinks.tv. Thank you, Courtney, for putting them in their place. All right. But no, but look, wow. go to like, comment, subscribe. No, 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 you don't go. This is there. like discovering that Santa Claus is real. Right. 
right? I've been telling you guys, you guys, you just assume you are speaking, you are a man explaining to Courtney about her own channel. And I don't appreciate it. He's playing the hits. That's look. at least three daddyisms. All right, look, let us get right to the draft. Now, the Bengals, John, you might say after receiver, their best position was safety, right? We're talking about Jesse Bates, one of the very best in the league. Von Bell, very, very good safety. After all, those two together finished off the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And yet, they go out and they get, and I'm just going to review my notes here, they drafted eight safeties, John. And here is, no, I, I don't even the think there are going, eight picks going. in the draft. Okay, well, look, I am not going to complain because they're fantastic safeties. I was very excited. We were all very excited when we saw, we were surprised, but we were excited when we saw the first round pick being selected. Courtney, let's go to that moment because it kind of, it, it, was, it took me by surprise, okay? So it wasn't what I was expecting. So. So, as you can see, he walks up to the podium and he doesn't look like your traditional NFL player. Very slim, very slender. Looks familiar, that. Wow. I, I mean, first of all, okay, I understand. I understand that, you know, gender is a fluid, okay? So I'm not it's going to not comment on It's not a fluid, it is fluid. No, I know this. Gender is not and a fluid. Don't drink Because if gender. it was a gas, then my gender <laughs> would change. I'm actually very I confident think. you don't understand anything that's going on yeah. in this video. Your, your gender is a gas because you're a gas bag. <laughs> so look, I understand that. Okay, I, I'm not going to judge our first gender round pick. Gender is fluid. It's not gender is a fluid. That's what I said. Can you is focus? Is there someone on the panel can who can explain what we just saw? Yeah. We the, saw so, Bridget, who was the special. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Go please. Ahead. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. First of all, I want to share my special paperwork. Look at this. I got to take wow. this home. Wow. So, wow. Goodell said, now this is our first round pick, Daxton Hill. Um, so they handed this to me. Uh, backstage, I actually, um, so John, you might appreciate this. So before the pick was made, I don't know, like four or five picks, but before the Bengals picked, they scooped me out of the audience, took me backstage and into the Jersey room. So there's all of this infrastructure backstage, as you can imagine. I have no pictures or videos because they confiscate your phone and you're not allowed to have any of that. So you can't tweet your podcast co-host who the draft pick is like three picks before they announce it. So I'm in the Jersey room. And at that point, I think there were five, as soon as I got there, there were five guys left of the 21 who were actually in Las Vegas. And uh, they were getting ready for the Kansas City pick to be announced backstage. And they were asking me who I thought the Bengals were going to take. And I was like, they're going to take Karloftis. My co-host <laughs> did this amazing Hercules comparison. They're taking Karloftis. 
And I shit you not, they, like, within 15 seconds, they're like, okay, Kansas City's in. Oh, sorry, am I not allowed to swear? I mean, (laughs) we'll take it out of your paycheck. Go ahead. Perfect. So uh, my paycheck is negative $5. I'll owe you money. Um, uh, Kansas City takes Karloftis. And I'm like, no, I thought I looked really cool. Um, So then I'm like, okay, well, we're clearly not picking anyone who's left. We don't need one of these not great quarterbacks. Uh, It wasn't a strong QB class, I don't think. Oof. Um, I don't know. Is that not fair? No, it's fair. It's just, you know. It's harsh, but accurate. Um, and I'm wrapping up. I Everyone tells me I'm a long-winded storyteller. So we, we take Daxton Hill, and I'm a Michigan girl. Not I didn't go to the University of Michigan, but I'm actually from Michigan. I spent 27 years there. Whereabouts? Um, uh, Kalamazoo, uh, okay. like southwest Michigan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So when they announced a Michigan player, I was good with that. I know that it's Ohio people a little like eh, sometimes but I love Ohio I love Michigan I think we can all live in harmony so the commissioner walked out after announcing the Kansas City pick and um, asked me if I knew who we were picking and then was like wait how do you know I don't know and then scurried off to find the pick but what I don't know if you can see in the video when I'm walking off I sort of stop by the podium and I kind of like yell something into the audience because the Rams fans were mm-hmm. like talking crap to me yeah. and like nah the ring the ring and yeah. I start like just instinctively like I gotta talk crap back and I'm like we'll see you next year and the commissioner just starts cracking up and he's like well you're clearly pretty comfortable up here and I'm like I must defend our honor um, that is what doing this show prepares you for Bridget yeah well, and, I have and, to and defend honestly, my honor against you all day uh, uh, daddy honestly well, Bridget it's, it's like seeing the Loch Ness Monster you saw the elusive LA Rams fan, which we didn't yeah. even know existed. <laughs> There's yeah. not many. There's not yeah. many. All three of them were there. <laughs> so, right. yeah. So I want to come back to your experiences. So let us let's talk about the Dax pick for a little bit. Love that guy. And yeah, I mean this guy. What a pick! Is what a pick! What and a pick! What a pick! We I've never heard of him before. What a pick! What they pick, and what? he he basically he is very versatile. They call him the Swiss Army knife of the yeah. defense. I guess that is because he's good at picking his teeth. I think because right, it has a toothpick. That's what I use it for, and no. clipping his toenails. But it's very dangerous, actually. Don't he, do that. Well, but look, he is a he, he's primarily a, I guess a safety. He can play nickel. He hasn't played a lot of boundary, John, right? You haven't seen him with his back to the ball, but he says he can do it, and they're probably going to try him out there, right? I mean, because, you know, yeah, go ahead. I mean, why why would they try him out there if he's never really played there before unless they absolutely need him? I feel like versatility is the first thing that comes up 
with Dax Hill just because he played free safety, strong safety, slot cornerback, overhang defender in his three years in Michigan because he could probably do it all. He didn't really play a ton of slot before he was kind of thrusted into that role, but he managed to do it really well. He developed great man cover skills. He's very fluid. He's very fast. He can he can really just stick with the, some of those intermediate and short routes. He's got great ball skills. He's got great tracking ability to really catch up at the last second with that burst on some of those deep balls. It's just like you said, there's not a lot of experience of him on the boundary with his back turned to the ball and catching up to those vertical routes. And we don't know how that athleticism and those ball skills are going to translate when he has to do things that number one cornerbacks on the outside have to do. But he's really athletic when he's facing the ball and he's making breaks and he can just let his instincts go to work, which is why I think in the NFL, he's, he's probably a split field safety and he can come down hill and be a slot defender and can play a little bit in the box but he's not very big and he's a really good athlete so you might as well just keep him in space as a safety going forward and i think that's the role for him yeah well in the second round we did get the more traditional outside corner i guess right and cam taylor Britt, yeah. who is a, a tremendous athlete and a lot of confidence yeah. and uh, he could he could see the field a lot, I think, John, in his rookie year. Yeah, so to me, like, once um, in the first round when there was no cornerbacks that they were really comfortable taking, it kind of felt like this pick was going to be either they're going to take a cornerback or they're not going to take a cornerback at all, and they ended up trading up in the second round. They haven't traded up that early since, like, 1995 when they took Kajana Carter with the first overall pick. So Taylor Britt was, like, the last cornerback that – I think anyone felt comfortable could actually start this year and compete with Eli Apple, but he's got legitimate potential to be eventually a number one cornerback because he's long and athletic and had phenomenal ball production. Both Dax Hill and Taylor Britt were always around the ball in their respective defenses, and they ended up getting their hands on a lot of passes, and that really bodes well for their overall potential going forward. He wasn't always consistent, I think, because he played some safety along with cornerback one year, and that kind of hurt his overall quality of play. But once he kind of settled in at boundary cornerback in Nebraska, he was a much more consistent player and kind of let his athleticism take over, very versed in, in zone coverages, and has the athleticism to be a dominant man cover corner. He just needs more experience in that regard. So I think for a guy with a lot of upside who can compete now but may not be exactly ready to start, Taylor Britt's a really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. We have 10 seconds for the other four picks. And, uh, John, tell me something about Zachary Carter that I don't know. Well, I don't really know much about him either. It's just the fact that he played kind of all over the Florida defensive line, but he's not quite the athlete to hold up on the edge, which is why I think the Bengals drafted him to be a three-slash-five technique play inside and just over the tackle, kind of utilize that length that he has. He's got a lot of power in his hands. He can convert um, speed to power when he gets a good burst off the line, but that isn't always evident. And I think his lack of elite athleticism is going to be best hidden when he's more inside, and I think that's what the Bengals drafted him for. Okay. All John had to say yeah. was anything about him, and that's more than you know, daddy so... Well, we I didn't him. tell wow. you what I know. Burn. I knew that Burn. stuff, all of that. But, so, John, Cordell Volson, right? Our fourth round pick. First round, first round name, I should say, Cordell yeah. Volson. But, yeah. I mean, the guy played against future insurance agents at North Dakota State. Not a lot of quality pass rushers that he went up against, but... But they have grits. The Insurance agents yeah. have grits, yeah. Yeah, he had, he had grit. You know, he took the coaching really well. His his pigment was a little bit kind of like mine. And I think that's what a lot of people will talk about him. But he carries, you know, 315 pounds at six foot six very well. 
He finishes a lot of blocks. He drives through contact. You don't really see him take a lot of plays off once he engages. I think that really bodes well for him getting an opportunity early. He's well-versed in a lot of zone concepts, which is what the Bengals typically like to run. They run a pro-style offense in North Dakota State, and when he was in some of those true pass sets, he performed very well. So there's not a lot to dislike because... He just dominated the, the competition that he faced. It's just a matter of how is he going to match up against actual NFL guys, and we'll find that out in training camp. Yeah. And then, Bridget, they let you do the fan selection, and I'm a little surprised you took another safety in the fifth round. Courtney, I, can we play the clip, please? I didn't get Oh, we're two for two we have the That tape. makes sense. Bridget, we have the tape. And who is that, Bridget? Scott Hansen. <laughs> You're talking about the guy in the red? It says your name right there. Oh, I thought you meant the guy in the red polo. Hey, to the Cincinnati Bengals. With the 166th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, our Cincinnati Bengals select... Tyson Anderson, defensive back, Toledo. Well, you know what's cruel? Making I mean, someone say 166 twice. Bridget, you would think being on the show, all of the updates that John gives you, you would know that you don't draft eight safeties in the same draft. So what was Where your are you getting the number eight? We've had two. We didn't, we didn't have eight draft okay. picks. Okay. So it please, like the numbers don't even look the same. I don't know how this, whatever. Yeah. Bridget, please tell him what you're up to. What do you mean, Tyson? I, Why did you they, pick? Yeah, they they hand me these cards, and I read them. She does not pick the picks. That's it the, is a formality. Is what, and then I it's added our he, he doesn't understand our little slogans that I think on some like draft nap draft streaming thing they made fun of me for like saying welcome to the jungle in the queen city they're like there you are like adding in your team slogans which of course i was happy to do but um yeah i don't get to pick that okay daddy-o i'm not uh like i'm not the dictator of the draft like you are the dictator of the show right john what what was the thinking with tyson Oh, phenomenal athlete. I think at this point, yes. I mean, they, they traded up twice in the same draft. That never happens when you're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. They only ended up with six picks. This was the fifth, and I think this was the pick because at this point, there was just no one really that looked better on their board than this guy, even though they already addressed this position. He's just someone who's going to come in immediately and just, just dominate special teams. He's so fast. He's so explosive at 6'2", yeah. 209 pounds, really physical. Again, played all over the secondary, probably finds a home as like a box safety, and they could use potentially a replacement for Von Bell down the road. But just a guy who I think is not going to play that much on defense, but he's going to be Darren Simmons is one of his favorite guys on special teams. And I think he probably shouldn't have lasted this long, which is why they traded up for him, because they weren't really comfortable taking anyone with the 174th pick, which is what they originally had. So this was just identifying who was the absolute best player on their board, regardless of their depth of the position, regardless of the need. Just go ahead and take him. The okay. Bengals, well, dare I say, yeah. dare I say the Bengals are one of the best teams at drafting nowadays. Well, they've been Who very aggressive. Have that? Let's agree they've been, they've been very aggressive, aggressive, but they, you know, they know what they want. It's like That's a person true. who goes that was to a the very store HR pick. and they know exactly that was a very what HR they want. Pick, yeah. It was like, 
look, let's 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 kind of warm people's hearts. Let's let's have a theme. Let this this be what safety week was. This safety week, like international no. safety week. No, or you something, just Bridget? don't understand how football have to works. Get all these safeties. You know what? I I am gonna take credit for though. When I was walking to, like, I was walking through the casino on the way to the draft on Thursday, and some guy was at a slot machine, and I can't remember what teams jersey he was wearing and he's like oh bengals better draft an o-lineman and i look at him and i'm like we took care of that in free agency we're gonna draft a safety and i was like boom i should have put like 500 yes, on it but yes you made you made shook for the rest of the day i know is there, like, so who's that girl admitted, what podcast admitted, is she on <laughs> you had a lot riding on them drafting safety and supposedly you read the card you were given just want to get that clear okay so, Bridget is buying us all lunch. Okay, look, let us talk about, John, our final pick. Where is in Tess? Where is in Jeffrey Tess? Gunter, an edge player for Coastal Carolina. Yeah, yeah talk, about, talk about having the guns. Nope, this was the last one, Hoji. It was the fourth to last pick in the entire draft. And I think just like Anderson before him, Gunter was... Probably a guy who should have went earlier than this, and I think you're getting phenomenal value. A guy who really produced at Coastal Carolina, really athletic, tested in the above the 70th percentile in speed, explosion just below 70th in flexibility, six four two fifty eight, and he's like, he's actually he's actually chiseled. You know, if if you just look at him, like just his definitions, it's actually insane. So I think as a someone, this edge class was phenomenal. Like there was so many quality edge defenders in this draft class. Like not taking one with a draft pick would, would have been kind of criminal just because you're missing out on a on a class that like that's the strength of the draft and i think gunter at this juncture he makes a lot of sense just because he probably should have been drafted earlier he's got potential to be a, a quality contributor probably not looking at a starter but someone who can round out the position group they don't really have a quality answer behind their three edge rushers that they have on the roster right now who are going to take starting snaps so i think gunter has a good chance to compete for you know snaps down the road yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, when you look at the tape, John, when when you look at the tape, I see the same thing that you see, which is, go ahead, what what you see, with who, with uh, Gunter, he's We're trying to the get same you thing. To, listen, 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 John. He's trying to get you to say something smart so that he can say he saw the same thing, even though he has this no is, idea. You know, who Jeffrey this Gunter is called is. listening to the voices in your room and not trying to dominate the conversation, Hoji. You could learn something from it. Okay. Don't, yeah. John. So why so, not you say it and then say, John, is that what you were thinking? Because well, I think we're you. seeing the same thing, John. I think okay, that's clear. Ahead, John, what, what, yeah. they, what are you both okay, seeing? Okay, so, so let's go through the stadium when he's rushing right around to get out of the house <laughs> he does a good job, job finishing the turn around the tack goal to get to the quarterback like he does a great right. job of yeah. turning around yeah, the edge yeah i know and that's what you need those with the yeah, edge. exactly if you're going to be on the edge that's what i say if you're going to be on the edge you want to get around the edge you don't want to be a stuck on the edge and that is what he does a really good job of daddy okay now here's the thing i i look a lot of people are say hey they were shocked a lot of people were shocked like that uh, the guy that harassed bridget uh, a lot of people were shocked that the bengals 
the, the direction they took, right? And, and I don't think Bengalis fans were shocked we didn't take all linemen. It was more, you know, we thought probably a, 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 a defensive lineman. I think we would have taken Karloftis if he was there, right, John? I think that would have been a pick. But we, uh, you know, I think uh, that was one concern. And uh, we needed An a guard. Greek. Yeah, and we didn't take a O lineman until late. So we were a little bit surprised. But I think overall, we were impressed as Bengals fans with the athletes that we got. Right, John? I think all three defensive backs are like 4.36 or something, 40 yard times. It's not just about the times, they're very explosive athletes, right? And, and so, I mean, I want to get to our grades, but before we do, I just want to. I, I read John's blog about other people's grades, and I think people are really opening their eyes to how smart the Bengals are. Oh, yeah. And so, Courtney, can we pull up the draft grades for this uh, pro football network? And as you can see here, and by the way, if you're like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. This man, okay was the first man to walk on the moon. Oh, Jesus. And then he was on the Mickey Mouse Club. And this guy, yeah. he's done it he's all. He's a hunk. And now, he he, yeah, hunk. he's, well, well, HR, I mean, please, we can't, we can't say that on the show. Because uh, it makes hunk. me, it makes me and Hoji feel insecure. But, but look, but no, but this man, yeah. And uh, can we show the grade he gave us an A minus? Okay. So, Ryan Gosling, of all people, gave us an A minus. Because, and, and he gave Bridget some credit there. He said it was a solid pick, Tyson Anderson. But yeah, he says we got as much value as you could have come away with, considering. So I want to get. Meh. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' grade matters more to me. Yeah. Well, you Can didn't. have the pick of the famous Ryans. Yeah. Well, I want to get your grades, and I want to start with Miss GM herself. Bridget, you're great for the draft. I'm going to go with an A. I mean, yeah. I think what John said is right. We took advantage of the talent that was out there. I, I'm not trying to be negative. I wasn't that excited about this draft class overall. Um, there are great players, and I, I'm excited about who we took. We'll talk about um, just uh, we'll talk about an, what a player is already doing in the Houday Nation and how the Houday Nation is kind of responding to one already. I'm I trust Duke and I, I trust the team and let's see what they they do now uh, in OTAs and in the in training camp and I, f I feel good about making another Super Bowl run this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, OG. Well, you know, if you've been watching this show, and I sometimes watch, really, uh, you have been learning from John that you don't want to draft for this team uh, O-line talent because uh, this team doesn't do well with unbaked talent. Right. Uh, we don't bake it well. Uh, I like that. We need to get more veteran offensive linemen, guards, all that. People don't, don't remember that. They don't watch the show. I've been watching John say that for years. So if we consider that, then I would give them an A because the only other need, main need we had was right there on the O-line. And we've been, as, as Bridget said, we've been doing a great job in the free agency and all that. So I say A because these guys are some 
defensive monsters we have there. And our defense was, I've always said, the strength of this team. It's the defense that, that carried us through the playoffs and, and to the Super Bowl. And that defense just keeps getting stronger and stronger. You keep feeding the beast, the beast yeah. would keep eating. Okay. A John. plus. I think, a plus. Ho- oh. I think Hoji made a great point there. You look at the positions right. that the Bengals took, you have two safeties, a cornerback, and two defensive linemen. Those are positions that the Bengals, at least this staff specifically, have done a great job of developing talent at. You look at just the free agents that they've brought in, the guys that they've drafted in recent years. They've maximized a lot of the potential of the players at those positions. So, you know, it bodes well for this class developing into their full potential going forward. Um, in terms of what Bridget said, like the draft not really aligning with the Bengals' immediate needs. It wasn't a great cornerback class. It was definitely was not a great defensive tackle class. And that, that was the Bengals' two biggest needs. But I think they did fine in addressing that Taylor Britt is going to be, I think, pretty good. Zach Carter, I'm not really sure he's ever going to be anything special. But, like again, it just wasn't a special defensive tackle class overall. But they didn't really miss at any one of these picks, I feel like. They all had a good chance of being a contributor at, at some point in their careers, whether it be a role player or, I think, with Dax Hill, a potential Pro Bowl safety. So with all that in mind, I'll give them a B plus. Yeah. Okay. Cautious, cautiously optimistic, as always. Well, I, I, I agree with Ryan, and it's not just because he's captivated my emotions or something, obviously, but I do agree with Ryan Gosling in the sense that we did the best we could considering our draft position. My thing is this, you know, Jesse Bates, obviously, I mean, I don't want to criticize him in any way, but he didn't go to voluntary workouts and it's because he can't risk getting hurt because he still doesn't have a deal. You know, and the players, they came out and said, hey, we all want Jesse Bates to get a deal. Everybody. And here's the thing. Uh, I mean, if in any way drafting, I know, what is it? Six safeties. Sorry, John. I'm going to. If drafting six safeties is going to in any way make them feel more confident in moving on from Bates, that doesn't, that doesn't sit well with me. And Von Bell. I love Von Bell. I mean, look, that guy has a lot of heart. I feel like. Von Bell, back when we were a terrible team, he kind of gave us an edge. He was one of those few guys who, despite the losing, he helped change the culture. So Von Bell is, is, and he's still very young, John. What is he, 28, 29? He's a young man. So I I, I don't want to lose those guys. I love the the athleticism that we got. I mean, I I imagine the Bengals could have, you know, found other positions that they liked at you know maybe after the first round pick maybe you get one more safety but uh so i'm going to give it a b plus as well because i'm a little bit concerned about our veterans future the other thing is john you talked about defensive line and yeah we didn't really fix that that's going to be a problem maybe we get ogan joby back i don't know maybe we do but we also john we needed a little more depth at wide receiver and we needed maybe a high, let's say, ceiling tight end. And uh, what we did do was all an undrafted free agency. So the receivers and tight ends that we got, an an undrafted free agency, John. You know, we talked about Isaiah Weston before the draft, and I feel like we got someone similar in Javon Hailey, right? Also from Coastal Carolina. Kind of a similar prospect, would you say? Are there any of these receivers or tight ends that you think have a good chance of being on the roster 
So I would say that uh, Haile is not that similar to Weston because he's like four inches shorter and not nearly as fast or explosive. It's because of the lack of athleticism, athleticism is why Haile ended up going undrafted, but much more productive at a probably a better program in Coastal Carolina. I think he did most of his damage out of the slot. And you look at their three receiver positions, they, they don't have like a high quality backup any one of them so i think highly has a good chance of being the number two behind tyler boyd if he has a strong camp now that's gonna how he does in special teams is going to determine if that's actually a realistic possibility but i think highly is one of the two or three best undrafted guys that they've brought in now because he was really productive and showed proficiency in that area in college and that that has a role for them going forward what about justin rig from kentucky the tight end john he's eh. I, I guess it, it's, it, it just wasn't a good tight end class, honestly. And okay. because they, they only had eight picks, I think they had a run of tight ends go off in the fourth round. That might have been where they would have taken a guy and then none of them became available. So it's like you don't want to just burn a pick on fire and just pick a bad player. You might as well just take yeah. a flyer on this guy out of Kentucky who, again, is just not a very good athlete, didn't really do much there. So we'll see how he does in camp. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can basically drive him out there. don't have to pay for the tickets, right? Just, it's a short drive. But look, John, let's talk about the pass rush because, yeah, we got Jeffrey Gunter, but we are really relying on Joseph Osai is what I understood. Because if we don't, if Joseph Osai doesn't work out, John, we are going to have to have the, the secondary, ball-hucking secondary compensates because the, the quarterbacks are going to have time. And we're going to have to depend on them to make all the plays. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's why Gunter has a good chance of doing something this year as a rookie. And we shouldn't forget about, I mean, unless you're just now learning of him for the first time, Carson Wells. No, let's say it again. Another, yeah, Carson yeah, Wells. Yeah. He was another undrafted guy that they brought in out of Colorado. He probably yeah. should have been drafted, I don't know, like the fourth or fifth round. Oh, because yeah. He was for, insanely yeah. productive, as you well know, at Colorado. Like the sack market share above the 96th percentile, tackle for loss market share yeah. above the 95th percentile. I thought it was 94, but yeah, that's basically what I had. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know where you're getting your data. That's a little bit wrong. But overall, great production profile. Not a great all-around athlete out of Colorado, but really dominated when he was there. Not the biggest guy, but again, I think they just need a little spark off the edge, and I think Wells can definitely provide that. Him and Gunter battling for snaps at like the yeah. fourth or fifth edge spot, that's going to be really fun. Well, let's be honest, John. If Osai is healthy, I mean, he's he's going to be that, you know, he's going to get a lot of snaps. If he's completely healthy, he, he, well, yeah, he does have he that has to. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can just, you were just agreeing with me, but I'm sure, you know. Love the subtitle. Osai, can yeah. you see? I like that. Also, John, he gets his data the same place that says we're the number one Bengals podcast. So. That is Burn number three. Okay. How do you keep in track? I can no. uh, not have to pay that $5 if I get up to five burns, I think. Yeah, $1 a burn at least. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, now that everybody's having fun, yeah. let, us, let us go on. Let us go to a very zen place with our hojoscope. Well, let's. So you might have heard uh, of the ancient art of physiognomy, uh, the study of faces to determine character traits. I've been doing it the whole time we've been on this show. I've been studying Ural's faces. Uh, there's also phrenology studying the skull, which I have only gotten to do with some people on the show. If I've gotten to touch your head, 
believe me, I've been evaluating you. In fact, that used to be how you get on the show. I had to uh, rub your head so we could see if you were compatible. So, for example, uh, when we, if, if we can go and show my, show my coworkers, let, 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 let's see John here. Let's get John and, and Bridget back up here. I want to show you. John, now if you look at the, the, the rugged good looks of our own John Sheeran, that is the face of a genius. The man is smart. You can tell by looking at his face. Look at those eyes, those piercing eyes. That is a smart man. An em empathic one as well. And you can see that too. If you study the face, you can see our own Bridget, an empath. Smart, but the, the empathy comes first. Look at that, the empathy. You s we see it right there in the face. And Dadio has the classic profile of a sociopath. The beady eyes, the glasses, you know, it's, it, it, it all works out. And, and you can tell that just by looking at the faces of people. Now, what about people who have a baby face? Well, people who have a baby face, psychologists have proven, because they have a childlike face, they have to work that much harder to show that they are competent and they become overachievers. Let's bring up the first baby face, if we would, Courtney. Jennifer Aniston, everybody's favorite friend, right? If you think about it, it was the most successful show of the 90s after maybe Seinfeld, and she was the most successful one there. She's got the baby face. You see the chubby cheeks. You see the rounded features. Baby face, right? Let's go to the next one. None other than Al Capone. Look at that. Look at that delicious face. That You just want to give him a big hug. Be careful. He's got a gun in his pocket. But he was actually known to also do, you know, very kind things for the people in Chicago. He was a nice guy. Overachiever. He took over, uh, really, the whole uh, criminal, criminal syndicate in Chicago. Um, amazing in terms of being a gangster and all that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Okay, let's go to the next phase. Very own sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd. The man is in his 50s. He looks like he could be in his 20s. The man doesn't age. He's Ant-Man. He's Marvel. He's complete. He's a funny. He's good looking. He's got it all going on. Over, overachiever. Let's go to the next one. Ralph Mach, you know, if, if you know, this is one of the most successful karateists ever. One kick took down the whole of the skeleton dojo. And look at that. I mean, if, if my math is correct, he's 80 years old right now. Look at that. And he looks not a day over 50. Amazing. Amazing. Next. Zach Taylor, babyface. Who would have thought that this QB coach, was he a backup QB coach or was he a QB coach? This QB coach from the Rams would become the most successful, one of the most successful coaches in the NFL. Any team would kill right now to have him. He's got something to prove. He's got the babyface. Right? Keep going. Next one. You got your Joe Burrow. Look at that man. Is he 15 or 25? I cannot tell. He has a baby face. He has proven himself to be the finest quarterback of his generation. And I would say of really the past few generations. Now, let's look at our draft picks and see if we can use physiognomy to see which ones will be the overachievers. Dax, handsome guy, not a baby face. So is he going to be good? Probably. Is he going to be better than we think maybe not let's go next one again very uh, a very handsome guy lots of lots of athletes are you got here cam and, and i'm sure he's going to be great but not the baby face not the baby face high, high cheekbones 
good structure. Zachary Carter, not a baby face, but but obviously good. You know, six foot four. Wow, it's a tall guy. Going to be successful. Yeah, no, from Zach Carter. Okay, he's not not a baby face. Let's go to the next one. Okay, and Robin Williams. Yeah, he looks like Robin. He actually looks like his son of like a Viking or something. He's Cordell Volson, but not a baby face. Okay, now let's go to the next one. Uh oh, what do you see? Babyface. Tyson Anderson. Baby. Yeah. Baby yeah. Face. Good so job, you see, Bridget. you guys just use physiognomy to determine that Tyson Anderson is going to be our overachiever. And actually, wow. everything in his profile, everything in his profile, his 33-inch wingspan, his huge 10 and 1-8-inch hands, the, the fact that he had the knee injury uh, last year, but he still uh, you know, became was like the first honors class of 2021. Uh, he is, as John said, super fast, ran a 4.36 40-yard dash, faster than Dax, faster than Cam. The man is fast, baby face. So wow. what's my prediction, my hojoscope? Watch out for the baby face. Watch out for Tyson Anderson. Nobody wow. thought Zach Taylor was going to be as successful as he was, but you always underestimate the baby face. Wow. Okay. Well, speaking of watching out and being careful, HR is here with the Dadio Cares. So let's go. Speaking of our newest players, um, right after Cam Taylor Britt was drafted, he tweeted out a GoFundMe. So I think it was his little brother um, who was playing high school football and one of his teammates suffered a spinal cord injury and then lost all mobility. And um, Cam tweeted this GoFundMe campaign trying to get donations for the stem cell treatment. I think he was originally trying to raise like $10,000 maybe um, for this uh, teammate from his hometown. And I feel like the Houday Nation just went nuts. Within minutes, everyone was tweeting it and uh, I donated uh, from the draft theater. And I think it's at 640 donations right now. That $10,000 goal has now been increased to 40,000. I think they're at about 21,000 and some in total donations. But I just love it because I feel like this just exemplifies when we bring someone in to the Bengals community and they have a cause, they have a need, like. This fan base just rallies around it. I was reading through before we started recording the GoFundMe um, donations and just seeing what people were writing, like, welcome to the Houday Nation, we got you, we'll always support you, or, you know, we, we've got your cause, if this is important to you, this is important to us. Um, so folks can check that out on uh, Cam Taylor Britt's uh, Twitter account, and I know a lot of other folks in the fan base were tweeting, retweeting about it, but I think that's just what is what makes this uh, this fan base so special and so strong. And we are we are there for each other one hundred percent. But really cool that yeah. he is um, he is sticking with his hometown and sticking with this kid who uh, really needs support. Um, it's not covered by insurance, and so hopefully uh, they'll be able to reach that $40,000 goal and be able to get this treatment and be able to um, get back some, if not all, of his mobility. Wow. 
That's, that's beautiful. That was touching. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, I, I am speechless, and I'm just going we to We like it that way. If only. Yeah. Well, Burn it's our favorite way four? of being for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Bridget, then I am going to allow you to do the final segment and, and, and basically, yes. Passive aggressive. Please. <laughs> you see, because she hasn't prepared and yes. she doesn't know. He's putting the notes on the spot. Are right there. They're right there. Just read the I, I'm going to go ahead and give the work back I to you. I, I, I take you, this Bridget. gift and return it. I know you can read. I've seen you read lists of things that I've done into my face. <laughs> look. Re- read letters of complaints as well. Right. Okay, look. I No, I don't. I Obviously, this is not the time or place. Again, like John, you have made me embarrassed to tell people to go to patreon.com slash Sports and be a patron. I mean, really, what that is, that is just so shallow when they could also go to winnow.app slash Sports. Both of those things, not necessary to say. And that is because I assume that everybody here has already subscribed. But, you know, if you go to winnow.app slash Sports, you can get all the updates about where we're going to send the DNH sports team next. You, you could literally just, slide into our DMs. Literally. Right. Right. And uh, look, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to judge you. I know that, like we said, that the, the fluid nature of, uh, of gender and it is a wet and messy thing that I don't... I don't yeah. Is this something that you learned 10 minutes before the show, <laughs> that gender can be fluid? Because I think I he learned like, it on the show. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and it's clear he doesn't understand what it means. He thinks, he thinks gender is some palpable fluid, like, you know, like air conditioning fluid or like, 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 like gasoline or something. And he thinks that somehow... I, do you even know what gender means? Gender is Somebody gender, cue the music. <laughs> yeah. And good night. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. So there you go. Listen, make sure to like and subscribe and comment and notify and all that kind of stuff. Read John Cincy Jungle's stuff because John, he, he keeps you up to date on everything. Follow Bridget on Twitter. She's really getting popular. She is representing the Bengals. She, yeah. That and, part's good. Not the popular part. Right. And we also had Hoji on the show. That is all we have. Yeah. We'll see you next time. So long, sweetie. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.